1: Uh, our theme this year for Advent has been Christmas, I mean, Advent Wonder and Christmas Joy. And our children have been asking I wonder questions and looking at what does it mean? What are the things that the story piques your curiosity? And so today, with a childlike vision and um, innocence, we present to you a beautiful, sometimes humorous Christmas pageant. So, I wonder who wrote the book of love
2: I wonder wonder who who wrote the book of love
3: tell me tell me tell me who wrote the book of love I've got to know the answer from someone from above I wonder wonder who do to who wrote the book of love? Who wrote the book of
1: love. Now that is a great question for Christmas. The song asked the question in 1958, but others have asked the same basic question a long, long time ago. So yes, after all these years, we still wonder, who? Who did write the book of love? Chapter 1. Angel. And Mary. Maybe it was written over 2,000 years ago by an angel who came to visit a young woman named Mary. Certainly, the angel came to Mary with wonderful news. Yes, keep calm, it is a boy. She was going to have a baby, a very special baby, because the baby would be God's very own son.
4: I wonder, what did Mary think? Was she frightened and confused? Or did she calmly accept that she was to help give a great gift of love to all the world? I wonder, did Mary have other questions? Perhaps she asked herself, do an angel's wings get tired when the angel has to fly all the way back up to heaven?
1: So, maybe Mary and the angel wrote the first chapter of that night. I wonder what came next.
2: I wonder, wonder who, who wrote the book of
1: Chapter 2, Joseph. Maybe, maybe the book of love was written by Joseph. After all, it took a lot of love to take his young wife, who was almost ready to have a baby, on a long journey to Bethlehem. (laughs) It must have been very difficult I'm sure they both got very tired, and I'm sure there were lots of questions going through Joseph's head.
4: I wonder, did Joseph ever worry that they might get lost out in the desert? And I wonder, did he have other questions? Perhaps he asked himself, where will I find pickles and ice cream for Mary in Bethlehem?
1: In those quiet moments along the way, did Joseph write his chapter in the Book of Love.
2: I wonder, wonder. <laughs> who.
1: Chapter 3, The Innkeeper. When Mary and Joseph finally got to Bethlehem, it was late at night. They were both very, very tired. They went to the inn and asked for a room, but they were too late. All the rooms were taken by the travelers who had come earlier in the day. Joseph couldn't make a reservation on Expedia because Al Gore had not invented the Internet yet. (laughs) But when the innkeeper saw Mary, that Mary was great with child, he felt sorry for them. And he took them down to the stall where they kept the horses and the animals and the kitty. Where's my kitty? Can't have a stable without a kitty. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. Here he goes. So the innkeeper took them down where he kept the horses and the cattle and the chicken and the kitty and made a cozy place for them to sleep in the hay. What did the innkeeper feel? Did he realize the importance of what was about to happen in these humble surroundings?
4: I wonder if he asked himself, were these people sent here by God for an important reason? And I wonder if his thoughts were maybe more practical, like, If I fix this place up a little bit more, maybe I can rent it out and get uh, a stable income. I wonder,
2: wonder,
1: four, the shepherds. <laughs> Later that night, while shepherds were watching their flocks in the fields nearby, a heavenly host of angels came down with wonderful news. It was a heavenly chorus, and they sang so wonderfully. Unto us a child is born, and great gift is given. You will find this newborn king wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in the manger. And when the shepherds saw this, well, they were totally amazed. But they believed the angels and went off to Bethlehem to see this wonderful child.
4: I wonder what they thought of this heavenly spectacular. Maybe they wondered, why did God make this grand announcement to us? We're just poor, ordinary folks. And I wonder if they were amazed by what they heard. Did one of them ask, did they really learn this whole heavenly chorus in just one Wednesday night rehearsal? (laughs)
2: wonder, wonder who, Mm-ba-doo. who wrote the book of love? Tell me, tell me,
3: tell me, who wrote the book of love? I've got to know the answer, was someone from afar? I wonder, wonder who, who wrote the book of love?
1: Chapter 5, The Wise Ones. Maybe, maybe the book of love was written by the wise ones who came from the East, seeking to honor and worship the newborn baby Jesus. How did they know that this bright star in the sky would lead them to God's greatest gift? Did they wonder what gifts they should bring to lay before this very special child? Or did they have doubts?
4: I wonder if they wondered, is that star before us really the sign of a newborn king? Or perhaps they wondered if it was just an alien spaceship that lost its way.
2: I wonder, wonder who, who, who wrote the book
1: Chapter 6, written by God. So many questions, so many things to wonder about. But when everybody had gathered around the manger and looked at the baby Jesus, suddenly they all understood. For the first time, they all knew the complete and true answer to the question, who really wrote the book of love? So who really wrote the book of love? And what was the book called? Christmas! And who was the book about? Baby Jesus! And what gift did Baby Jesus bring? God's love for everybody, forever and ever! That's right. Can we join them and say it's on the screen? Who really wrote the book of love?
4: God, God wrote the book of love. love.
1: And what was, the call, what was the book called?
4: Christmas!
1: And who was the book about?
4: Baby Jesus.
1: And what gift did Baby Jesus bring?
4: God's love for everybody forever and ever.
1: Yes, that was the first Christmas, a time of great wonder and of great joy. And once again, we let that sense of wonder lead us all into the greatest joy of all the joy of Christmas. A joy that is the love that God sent to us through baby Jesus. And it was all written in the book of love. So now that we finally know the answer, we can all sing the question one more time.
2: I wonder, wonder who wrote the book of love.
1: Amen. Amen. <laughs> so we didn't plan an exit, so I'm going to dismiss the shepherds first. You can go center aisle and everybody can see you. Yeah, shepherds. All right, wise men, you can follow suit. and star, the kitty and the innkeeper, (laughs) (laughs) the angels, and Joseph, and Mary, and baby Jesus.
0: So there are actually a lot of uh, folks to... (laughs) How are they doing? Are there sheep loose in the sanctuary? That would be the best day ever, just kind of putting that out there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um, so that play was written by Bruce and Dorita. So let's, let's have a kind of a cheer for... <clears throat> and thanks also that we had on Saturday night. There was a, um, a potluck, uh, not a pot, uh, well... Not really a potluck. A few people who brought food specifically for the families to sit together and talk together and uh, work on the play. And so that it took a group effort. And Chris and uh, Chris and Tim cleaned up all the dishes. Right now, that's like a service in of itself. Right. (laughs) So let's thank everybody who was involved pretty awesome. <clears throat> so yeah, wonderful. So I am going to offer a, just a reflection today, not a full sermon because this was our sermon, right? Our children who spoke the word for us today. Um, and I just want to talk a little bit about how astonishing it can be, right? How this baby born laid in the manger Sometimes, Oh look, Mary forgot the donkey. That was, was that the cutest or what? I'm going to have to bring him out. But how amazing it is, this whole story, And Charles Wesley was one of the fathers of Methodism. He was John Wesley's brother, and the two of them uh, were really the catalyzers for Methodism and part of a movement of revival at the time. And Charles Wesley is known for all the hymns that he wrote. He wrote hundreds, so many that it's impossible to keep up with them all, and there's books and books. John also wrote hymns, but Charles is really... He really kind of made that his thing. Uh, We do know some of of those hundreds and hundreds of hymns, those songs that Charles Wesley wrote, a few have actually stayed with us. And one uh, you will recognize right off the top is still sung throughout the world, even if you don't have a Methodist hymn book. And it's, Hark the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn king, Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. The gift of Methodism to the world have been the songs of joy and hope and promise of Christmas. I came across another one of of Charles Wesley's hymns the other day that I just found absolutely magnificent and enchanting, and it was written in 1745. It's so old that there's the the music that it was written to is lost to us, and its meter is uh, unusual. So I, you know. I'm not sure what they sang it to, but it was called "Oh, Astonishing Grace." Oh, Astonishing Grace, and it goes on to say, "Oh, Astonishing Grace, uh, Grace that the reprobate race—and that means us, us rascals—should be so reconciled. What a wonder of wonders that God is a child, and that just that stuck with me all week. What a wonder of wonders that God is a child." Every year Christmas comes around again and again and is so normal to us. The manger, the baby Jesus, that we forget how truly astonishing it is. And astonishing is not a small word. It comes to English through the Latin and it means out of thunder. As in thunderstruck. To be astonished is to be stunned or stupefied or knocked sideways with the unexpected. Rendered voiceless, amazed, utterly astounded. The Greek, ekplesomai, is to be struck out of your senses. You are astounded and you stand there gaping. You can't coordinate your own thoughts. God is a child. In the modern day, we wrap Christmas in a comfortable warmth of hot cocoa and candy canes. If we're not careful, we forget to be astounded. Oh, astonishing grace. It is astonishing. Even after hearing the story hundreds of times, it is impossible to truly comprehend that God is not only among us, but God has done the impossible, truly entered into humanity as a tiny, helpless infant, in every way fully human as he is in every way fully God. That little baby, that little child is God. And if you aren't knocked sideways, if you didn't have to catch your breath, you aren't paying attention. Charles Wesley invites us to revisit the wonder of it, for it is filled with wonder, writing what a wonder of wonders that God is a child What a blessing it is to have children up here to bring the message this morning. And thank you to Dorita and all the parents and kids to remind us that Jesus was once six years old. Jesus was once eight years old. Jesus was once 11 years old. That we celebrate the story of Christmas surrounded by children makes perfect sense because God in Jesus was a child. God was that baby born in Bethlehem. God was the child who fled with his parents to Egypt The baby Jesus was a refugee, an asylum seeker. God was the baby, the boy who grew up in Nazareth. God was the young man who taught in the synagogues, who called the disciples, who taught us a life of faith, well-being, and what godly action looks like. He is our King of kings and Lord of lords, our mighty counselor, our prince of peace, even as a toddler, the Bible tells us that all the nations will one day come to know the power of God. And I think of this meaning with all, that all nationalities will come under the umbrella of this one child. And that's how we often interpret it. But in fact, God cannot be contained like that. The Christ child was born in Bethlehem not to show us that God could be contained with one baby or one nation, and that's that, no, not even The Christ child was born in Bethlehem to show us that Christ is within each child, all the nations, all the children, gathered in the arms of God. God is with us even now and with our children. But the boy Jesus, when he was growing up long ago, how and where he grew up had very little in common with modern American cities and suburbs. Jesus was a village boy. He would have had a village life. His family may have had enough to live on, but whether he saw it or lived it, Jesus would have known poverty. Jesus would have known the importance of family, of everyone pitching in. From the youngest age, he likely lived, as many families still do, simply, even poor. He would have helped on the family land, planting, harvesting, feeding the chickens. He would have had brothers and sisters and cousins and friends to run and play with. Are you not astounded? When we, talk, when we walk in the third world, that is where we find the infant Christ, there, and the echoes of his childhood when we see the poor, when we hear the struggles of refugees and the aftermath of war, we find children there, and we find Christ. He was not a king or actual prince. He was a baby, a tiny human baby. If we really try to comprehend it, It will leave us speechless. Words can't do it. For wonder compounds on wonder. Hark the herald angels sing, telling the whole world to be astonished, to be thunderstruck, to be astounded at the impossible. In this child, who fled Judea, who fled into Egypt, carried by his mother ahead of the violence of Herod. For this child, in our world today, for the flesh and blood of the arms of our mothers and fathers, for our hopes, for our care. Hark the herald angels sing, telling the whole world to be astonished, to be thunderstruck, to be astounded at the impossible. For wonder of wonders it is, truly is, that God is a child. Amen.